the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Slightly higher this morning. One of the first positive... Good morning. Welcome in. It's Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. I love it when you take a chance get on air, I'll be nice to you. If you want me to be nice to you, I'll be nice to you. If you're stupid, I'm going to tell, tell you, like, that's not a financially good idea. And that's okay, because you're allowed to have your opinions. We don't have to disagree. We don't have to agree. It's okay, like, to have a second opinion. And that's all it is. Oh, my. Papa John's in the news today. We'll talk about that. Why? Because Papa John's publicly traded. Little America's favorite pizza chain, which, for the record, it's one of the worst music. It's just, it's horrific. It's, it's the worst pizza pie on the planet. They and Domino's and Pizza Hut, ugh. You must, you must eat pizza in Chicago or New York at some point in your life. Middle America's favorite pizza chain, Bob Johns, got slapped with a $250 million class action lawsuit for sending spammy text messages to its customers without their permission. Okay. Right now, Congress is going to look at two generals and say, why couldn't you keep it in your pants? One of them tied towards the CIA. One of them tied towards the United Nations. And Congress is going to make a big deal out of it. Congress is going to get General Bertrand. We of South Carolina are greatly offended at your moral incapability. When Congress should be focusing on the fiscal cliff, they're going to be going after their generals, right? You know it, I know it. Because it's all about getting voted, reelected, and having a good sound clip. Saying things like, we're going to slow the economy because we're going to take away the housing tax deduction. We're going to raise taxes on the rich. We're going to raise taxes on sales. We're going to raise Social Security taxes. We're going to make you wait longer for it. You're going to pay more for Medicare. It's not sexy, and it doesn't get you reelected because it slows economic growth. So let's go after two generals. Now, here's what I would prefer they go after. I know you're saying, please, Mr. Black, tell me. Go after spammy text messages. You want to make me happy? I would elect you on two premises, premise I's. Premise sixes. Premix. I'd elect you on two premix. Go after spam email, spam texts. Go after spam. And make automatic 401k withdrawals and savings from your paycheck. I would absolutely elect that person. I think those are the two best decisions for me. Then you start getting into women's choice issues and should people be married or not married. Those are very, very, very important issues. 
But the two most important to me are spammy, as well as saving for retirement. Because I don't think the current system gives you enough for retirement. So Papa John's gets slapped with a $250 million class action lawsuit for sending spammy text messages. This was filed at the U.S. District Court in Seattle. To me, it feels a bit, how shall we say, lawyer-friendly, i.e. they are going to make some money on this. Plaintiffs say that some of the times they received 15 to 16 text messages in a row, sometimes in the middle of the night for a total of 500,000 unwanted texts. According to the Telephone Consumer Protection Act in 1991, it requires companies to get permission from customers before sending them text messages. So the person says, after I ordered some Papa John's, my telephone started beeping with text messages, advertising pizza specials. Fair, right? I'd be pissed too. Papa John's is going to have to pay plaintiffs $500 per text, so that figure could jump as high as $1,500 per text if the judge decides the pizza chain knowingly and willfully broke the law. Okay, you can send me a text for 250 not 500 not 1500 right Pete, uh, papa johns is saying that you know they did it uh, outsourced marketing and they did it not us i don't know who's going to win in this but it just again it brings up the you know these are business stories papa johns had to defend themselves in 1998 for false advertising claims made by pizza hut when they said better ingredients better pizza pizza hut denied that papa johns had better ingredients Highest cost of banking a pizza? What do you think it is? Ding, 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 ding. Cheese. Cheese is considered yellow gold in the pizza industry. So when you order double cheese, it hurts them a lot more than, say, in ordering double pepperoni. Pepperoni, just mash together a couple cows and be done with it. So just when the market looked like it was showing some resilience yesterday, it collapsed. We get great numbers at a Home Depot and IBM yesterday. Market roared. Roar. And then you get Obama saying something about, you know what? I'm going to go after 1.6. I'm going to double trillion dollars. I'm going to double tax hikes because I know that I'm going to be forced to settle for half of what I want. Compromise. He wants to look like the great compromiser, so he's changing his tactic pre-election to post-election tactics. I find it to be a sham. I find it to be regrettable. I find it to be sad. But that's how he wants to operate. That's how he wants to operate. If we see tax increases, you're going to see higher unemployment. Just be ready for it. Again, it depends on what type of tax increase we see. If it's payroll tax, maybe not so much. If it's capital gains tax, you're going to see higher unemployment. Now, fortunately, we live in the greatest country in the world where capitalism rocks and rolls and we're going to see continued improvement we're going to see sideways is good we're not going lower cisco abercrombie and fitch and staples all better than expected earnings do you see even in face of fiscal cliff companies are doing okay if companies are doing okay they keep people employed if people are employed they keep their jobs if they keep their jobs unemployment numbers are good if they keep their unemployment numbers good people spend money that's how the economy works. Trust me, you do not want to hurt anyone. But at the same point in time, where does the money come from? So certainly, the Bush tax cuts can be repealed slowly but surely. Certainly that can happen. 
We lived in higher tax world before we could live there again. Down the road, maybe we'll take those back and make it a lower tax world for corporate America. But what politicians are doing right now is sad. They're going to go after two generals. Then they might just happen to focus on the budget cliff. And again, I get it. I absolutely get that it's sensational to go after generals, especially in a fiscal cliff scenario where you have defense cuts coming. Like, see how out of control defense spending is? These two generals can't, like, not go after gloriously beautiful women. As their wives have aged, they go after gloriously beautiful younger women. Absolutely. I get why people are angry at the defense mechanism. But I'll tell you what, when we hurt the defense mechanism, you hurt poor people. The military is a ways to the end. It's a means to the end of uh, giving people without college educations jobs and careers. So lots to think about, A. Eh? I got in a fight with Mark Dannon this morning on television. It's a glorious spot where he goes, I go, you know, the tax deduction on your home, it may become part of the battle. We may have to take that away. I said, oh, no, you don't take that away. I'm like, how about all the people that rent in America? They don't get the same taxable income deduction just because you own? So you've benefited from a glorious move up in real estate, and now you still want lower taxes on your income. And yet people who rent don't. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. This Bay Area update is brought to you by Garmin. To Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. iHeart Radio. Yes, I do. Facebook's up 10% on its lockup expiration. That's a big story. We'll talk about that as the morning goes on. Because this is the biggest second to last lockup expiration. And it's up. Shorts are going to squeeze today. Is now the time to buy? We'll talk about that, I promise you, during the show. What I really want to talk about, though, is what's called observational yoga. Shout out to my boy, number seven. Observational yoga. For $200 a month, you get to sit in a chair and watch people do yoga. This story's not going away. This is a big story. I promise you it is. Like, Do you understand how ingenious people are in the world for coming up with businesses where you could watch people do yoga? The only thing that would be better is that you get to watch people do yoga while eating a big turkey leg. And what's up with people who eat big turkey legs? Like, that's kind of weird, kind of odd, kind of white trash. Yes? No? 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 Dow's down 25, the Nasdaq's up 3, the S&P 500 down 1. Let's welcome in certified financial planner Chad Burton. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And he is a certified financial planner, which is different than a stockbroker, which is different than um, you know an investment advisor. It's different than a certified retirement specialist, which is a made-up title. The only title I care about is a CFP. Let's talk withdrawal. Mm-hmm. Let's talk pulling money out, withdrawal methods. Um, if you don't want to make a baby... No, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about pulling money out of retirement. Um, You've got this nest egg. What's the concept that we need to know on how to pull money out 
so that the rate, we don't burn too much too fast? Well, the first idea is getting in a, knowing whether or not you're, you're withdrawing too much. Right. If you're 50 years old and you're having to draw 4% of your portfolio to live and you think you can stay retired, you can't. You have potentially 50 years worth of inflation. So if you're drawing $50,000 a year now, in 18 to 20 years, you're going to have to live, draw $100,000 a year to live. And with muted returns in the, in the bond side, with very low income on bonds, you're going to run into problems. So, you know, 65, if you can draw 4% of your portfolio to live, you're going to be okay. More than that, you're going to run into some problems, which means that means that you're not going to be able to keep up with inflation. How realistic is it that I never touch my principal and I just live off my dividends? If you can retire at 65 and, and comfortably have, you know, 2% of your portfolio to live, and then that starts the draw rate, so eventually you're going to have, you know, be pulling you know, all of your income. Yeah. So if you're only pulling 2 or 3%, that means the majority of your returns can be reinvested for future inflation. Um, and in the past, you could just, if you were that type of a wealthy person, you could just turn around and put all your money in treasuries. Now that's not the case. Treasuries are at a historical low in terms of yield. And how, so there's almost more risk there than having a mix of stocks and bonds. How often do you recommend people search for higher yield, knowing that they're going to compromise on credit quality and or compromise on uh, equity smoothness or, uh, what am I trying to say, principal uh, risk? Well, what you look at is credit spreads. Okay. So the times where you're going to look at compromising or taking a little bit more risk and going for that higher yield. And an example of this is you look in March of 2009 where all bonds were thrown out with the stock market. I mean, the bond market got crushed for a short period of time. And the spreads between AAA-rated debt and government debt versus high-yield debt was at an all-time high. And within a year or two, you had you know 15 to 30% rates of return on high-yield bond funds. Um, so when the credit spreads between high-quality bonds and high-yield bonds is at a historical high or higher than the 10-year average, that's when you move money into those categories. The problem is right now that I think a lot of people are moving into way too much into preferred stocks with financial companies. Um, they're moving into uh, high-dividend-paying stocks that are directly tied to interest rates, and they're searching for that yield to replace bonds and replacing it with very volatile assets. How about protection from inflation? You can truly never protect yourself from inflation, even with Treasury inflation-protected securities, because different types of inflations occur. You know, tips only protect you against consumer inflation, sort of. Yeah, it's kind of the CPIU. CPI. Yeah. Whereas senior citizens, their inflation is more tied towards healthcare costs, which is higher than the CPI, typically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 5 to 6%. So can you truly protect yourself against inflation with your principal, or is that just a fantasy? In theory, okay. you can. By, um, in terms of if you look at an overall bond portfolio, you typically want some corporate bonds, a mix of you know, high quality and a, a mix of a little bit of high yield in there when you're retired. On the government bond side, you want basic government bonds, and those come in the forms of treasuries or TIPS, Treasury Inflation Protected Bonds, where the face value of the bond gets adjusted upward if there is inflation. Um, and uh, Ginny Mays, for example. But then of your bond portfolio, you want a good percentage of that, too, in foreign bonds. And this is something we talk about. Because if you're earning interest rate, if you're earning interest in other currencies' bonds, or other countries' bonds, and their currency, and your dollar's falling, once you move that currency back into U.S. currency, you get that extra boost from the, the exchange rates. So by being with a good foreign bond manager, and they're focusing on countries that have an increasing currency versus the U.S. dollar, 
that's a, that's a hedge against inflation as well. And then investing also in things like you know energy stocks that pay a nice dividend. That's another way to do it. So in theory, you can. But we're 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 coming into a time, Rob, where 10 years ago nobody was investing in commodities. Right. And the correlation was almost negative to the stock market. So you know if stocks were down, typically commodities would be up, kind of like with bonds. Now everything, real estate used to be that way as well. Now both real estate and commodities have gone closer to a correlation with the stock market. So really to really hedge against the bad times, you still need that three years' worth of expenses and cash in retirement. Any final thoughts on taking capital gains as an investment strategy as far mm-hmm. as pulling down your uh, principal? Yeah, because what you have to do when you, uh, you know, five years prior to retirement, you need to look forward and say, how much am I going to have to draw from my portfolio every year? So here's my expenses. Maybe it's 100000 a year and you're getting 50 from Social Security and your pensions. You're going to have to draw 50 from your portfolio. That means you're going to 150000 in cash. And that's where you're going to spend your money from. You're going to send your dividends and interest from your, your portfolio to your checking account, and you're going to spend some of your cash. And every quarter, you look at your portfolio. If you have an up quarter, you peel off enough of those gains uh, to replenish the cash. Does that mean you pay taxes? Yes. But would you rather pay taxes on gains or watch your gains disappear? We're talking withdrawal from your lump sum, from your pension, from your retirement plan, from your nest egg. I'm speaking with certified financial planner Chad Burton for more information about how to draw down your account. Find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. I'm Rob Black. I can be found in many, a plethora, a veritable plethora of places, including but not limited to Facebook, group page, I Hate Rob Black, YouTube channel, Rob Black Show. I'm going to put up a video of Dan and I, Mark Dannon from Cron4, arguing on TV this morning about pros and cons of different types of tax benefits that we receive. I'm all about fairness. So I see the housing tax deduction as unfair to people who rent. At the same time, I see it as it creates a lot of jobs if you have housing because you put paint on your walls, your roof goes bad, you hire a roofer. I see see both sides. I'm not a fool. Anyhow, that's our YouTube channel, Rob Rob Black Show, and Twitter, Rob Black Show. This is Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. Black talking all things financial. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Hmm. Modern Family wanted. TV show wanted Ariel Winter's mom banned from set after allegedly starving her daughter. Interesting, eh? What's interesting about that is, again, she's 14 years old. She's dating an 18-year-old guy, which would freak me out if I were a dad. Because I was once an 18-year-old guy. And when you're 18, like, everything's working properly, except for your hormones are going crazy. All men. All men. I'm putting all men in the same bucket. So, um, so the mom was, was controlling her daughter, put the pressure on the 14-year-old to make more money to pay for their house, her agents, her managers, her publicists. The courts took her away from her mother. The mother was hated by the hit ABC show's cast and crew because she made Ariel's life a living hell. The mom's obsession with her daughter's diet was so extreme that she would only allow her daughter to eat egg whites and raw vegetables and would berate her for her physical appearance, saying her ears were too big and she didn't look good in her clothes. 
This is tragic. And again, I get that you're only a cute, weird-looking teenager for a certain amount of time. I get wanting the best for your kid. But let your kid be a kid. Seriously. And again, this is the media like making her into a monster. And I totally get she hasn't had her day in court. She hasn't had her ability to talk. And I'm making matters worse. Crew members would sneak the young girl things like grilled cheese sandwiches when her mom wasn't looking. Let your kids be kids. That's the one thing that I hate about this day and age. We have play dates now. I remember when I was a kid, I'd get on a bicycle and ride till my face was, you know, red. I'm a white, pasty-looking guy, so that means something to somebody. I'd play football and play another game of football, and then play another game of football, and until my mom would scream out the window, you know, dinner. And I was like a Pavlovian dog, go home. This poor girl's getting robbed of her childhood. Then again, she's dating an 18-year-old guy, which tells you she's not that innocent. Other headlines that we have to talk about, Facebook, holy mackerel, up 10%. You know how I typically say don't buy an IPO in its first year? Now I'm changing my tune a, a skosh. I am not saying buy Facebook. But I am saying this looks damn interesting. Stock's up almost 10% today, even though 777 million shares are coming public. That's freakish. Like, the salmon are swimming downstream, and buyers are buying the stock. Okay, now it still has a ridiculous P of 112. It still has next year's P of 33. That's starting to look interesting. I am not going to lie to you. As George Washington once said, I cannot tell a lie. This is looking interesting. So 800 million shares are no longer locked up. As I write eloquently today, how did I write that? Oh, should outsiders buy insiders? You know, maybe investors had factored in the worst for the stock, which didn't happen, so now it's up. We'll talk more about that as the show goes on. What else do you want to talk about today? We can talk about anything. Support for legalizing marijuana hits a record level in a new poll. Majority of voters still did not favor it, but support hits a high. Now, I know you're saying, is that a play on words? Support hits high for marijuana? Interesting to know. I think this is a tax that Congress doesn't want, and that's a weird thing to say out loud. Like Congress has never met a tax that it did want that they would say no to. Like any new tax revenue that comes into Washington D.C., any new tax revenue that comes into Washington D.C., Congress is like, I can't quit you. Like tax soda, I can't quit you. Tax marijuana, I can't quit you. Oh wait, 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 wait. Let's think about that. Legalizing small amounts of marijuana possession passed in Washington, Colorado, Massachusetts. Meanwhile, legalized use of uh, medical marijuana in Massachusetts. And uh, again, casual in Washington, Colorado. Is the federal government going to fight this? 48% of voters favor legalizing the possession of small amounts of marijuana for personal use. 50% oppose it. Keep in mind, we just elected a president with pretty close numbers to that. 
We put someone in power of the most powerful country in the world on numbers similar to that. So it's not crazy to go out there and say legalizing small amounts of marijuana is going to happen in a day and age. You know, easing the path to citizenship, 57% of Americans support, 39% oppose. Gay marriage, 51%, 47% oppose. Legalized marijuana, 48% support, 50% oppose. So easing the path to citizenship, most favored as far as crazy ideas out there. And that still hasn't happened. But I guarantee you, Congress has never met a tax it doesn't, doesn't want. Any dollar they're willing to spend. Share and half a million people are asking Macy's to dump Donald Trump. I'm going to sign this viral petition. I, t- I sign nothing. I find his hair to be weird. I find his celebrity to be weird. I find America's you know, obsession with Donald Trump. Anyone who favors Donald Trump, you're a wacko. There's something wrong with you. The guy sells basically bogus ideas. How did he make his money? He inherited his daddy's money. I wish I had the same business acumen as that. He gives bad advice. If you ever watched his apprentice show, he fires the wrong people based on, you know, based on drama. It's not based on being like a good business person. So I thought I'd never say this in my life, but I agree with Cher. I think it's time to get rid of Donald Trump from Macy's. I know you're saying, you got a lot of content today, don't you? Oh, trust me, I'm going to burn through it pretty fast. Israeli airstrikes take out top Hamas military leader. This is an area of the country, an area of the world, the Middle East, where they've been throwing sticks and stones at each other for 2,000 plus years. Now they're doing airstrikes. At some point in time, I completely 100% expect a military, uh, a nuclear strike. It's not, it wouldn't surprise me. Would it surprise you? Knowing that this guy was a target, he rarely made public appearances. He's claiming responsibility for numerous attacks on Israeli citizens. Look, if you're going to brag about killing Israelis, Israelis are going to take you out. Israel's got the top intelligence agency in the world. Israel's probably the most protected country in the world. They're very, very good at protection and intelligence. If you ever want to take someone out in the world, go to Israel. They know how to do it. They don't mess around. Flights into Israel, flights out of Israel, you'll see a guy with an armed machine gun standing in front of the pilots. And I'm pro that. As long as the guy's got a, a mental check from a doctor at some point in time. So what's this going to do to the price of oil? Keep in mind, yesterday I did a story about America will be an exporter of oil. We'll be oil independent by 2035, which isn't that long. You know, if you go out and make a baby today, it's in your baby's teenage life. Same-sex couples, they could see a tax windfall. I'm pro that. Tax windfall, that is. Personally, my own belief is I think marriage is a crazy institution to begin with. 
And if other people want to get married, I think you're crazy flat out. But, you know, the whole mating for life as like a penguin, it's complicated. So pandas poop 135 times in a day. And good golly, when you live someone, with someone, you see them poop once or twice. You're like, ooh, I want out of this. So it's kind of a wacky thought, right? But same-sex couples, it's in the news today. I'm not making this up as a, like, ooh, I want to be controversial. Supreme Court, will they strike down the Defense of Marriage Act, the 1996 law that defines marriage as solely between a man and a woman? Many same-sex couples could be in for substantial tax windfalls because they've had to file separately versus joint. Interesting, right? Will America not ever stop fascinating you? You know, people could qualify for extra income tax refunds in the event that the Defense of Marriage Act is overturned. It could be $10,000 a year for every year that they've been married since 2009. I just want people to be happy. Is that too much to ask for? Can't we all just get along? Now, something that makes me angry is chocolate bars are shrinking. Hulk smash! Chocolate bars are shrinking. Why is that? 10% skinnier. Basically, the higher cost of making chocolate bars. The main pressure comes from potatoes. I know you're saying, really? It comes from fruit. It comes from a confectionery. Ultimately, we had a drought, and the cost of making chocolate is more expensive. The The cost of delivering chocolate more expensive. So they're not making them smaller due to helping us be skinnier. They're making them smaller because they want us to charge the same price but deliver less. It's a way of inflating and passing on their prices. It was Rob Black, your money on the Wall Street Business Network. AM twelve twenty KDOW traffic. This Bay Area update is brought. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. Good, but is it good enough? That's the phrase that pays. We've had a market that's been kind of resilient. We're down in October. We're down in November. Some people see... October through May is the best times to buy stocks. They see sell in May and go away. May, April, June, July, August, September. Stay out of the markets. Time the markets. So far, that didn't work out for you. We had a big up summer. And now, do you see why you don't fall for cliches? Although I do like a woman in a little black dress. So it's been a little bit resilient out there. You know, from its peak in September, the market's down 6.8%. 
but it's up for the year. From its peak, shares of Apple are down 20%, but it's up 25% for the year. Perspective is important. Retail sales came in lower than expected today. In large part, we had a big hurricane. Hurricane Sandy sweep through the nation. It hit 10 plus states. People stopped shopping. Instead of going out and buying clothes for the winter, they went out and bought generators for the storm. So these numbers don't mean a lot to me. They're bogus. The Northeast is the biggest part of our economy as far as shoppers go. The Northeast was shut down from shopping. But if you take a look at it, what you'll see is retail sales declined three-tenths of a percent in October. But the previous month was revised up two-tenths of a percent to 1.3% from 1.1%. If you exclude autos, retail sales were flat, following an upwardly revised 1.2%. So to me, that's why you have to look at data in clumps. I like the September numbers. I hate the October numbers. Does that even out? Wait till November. I know you're saying, just make up your mind, tell me what to do. America's battle of the fiscal cliff is going to be kind of anti-dramatic, but it does show you that we have a lot to argue about in this nation. You know, the Federal Reserve, Janet Yellen came out, and she didn't say it, but she said it. We're not raising interest rates until 2015, very likely. That's the next move by the Federal Reserve. So low cost of money means old people can't put their money in the banks and get a good yield. Old people have saved their whole life for a nest egg, and then they want that nest egg to be as safe as possible. Uh-uh, not going to happen. They have to go out and chase dividends. They have to chase yields. They don't want to draw down all that money and spend it, and I certainly guarantee you Social Security is not enough. I've got a friend whose mother had a stroke, so she's on disability, Social Security disability, and it's pathetic. As a young woman, she has to try to lift the weight of her mother because her mother can't stand up on her own. She has to find restaurants that are friendly towards awkwardly big drama scenarios. There's no eating at a five-star restaurant with mom anymore. There's no eating at a four-star restaurant. You know, now you're going to diners because they could actually fit someone easily and conveniently, and the customers don't get all, and you don't feel all weird about it. So the founder of McAfee, he's kind of a little bit off. He's selling police. He didn't murder someone. He's gone into hiding. He's 52 years old. But his newest business venture called Observational Yoga People pay $200 a month and sit in a chair to watch people do yoga. Now, again, you know me. I love a woman 18 to 32 in yoga pants from Lululemon. I'd probably pay $200 a month to sit in a chair and watch people do yoga. But, see, I got a, I got a kind of a, a broken mind. Or maybe I'm just honest and my, I don't have a filter. It's one or the other, Right. But the quote that came out is just 
wonderful. There's a scientific basis for this, that through osmosis, you can watch others be active. The observation of something impacts you. If you watch someone move in a certain way, you start to mimic that later in the day. A good example, if you watch a scary movie, you become scared. You're not being attacked, but somehow you feel fear. It's very popular in Belize. It would be very difficult to sell this concept in America. I would be shut down on all the claims that improve health by the government. But here I can make any kind of outrageous claim that I choose, and the government can see fit to say it's okay. I kind of like that. I, you know, I will say there is something about observation that's true. When I watch a person with good posture, I try to mimic that good posture. So even craziness has something that we can go, well, that's kind of interesting. The idea of paying $200 to watch people do yoga is crazy. In America, it's almost perverted. It's probably X-rated in some counties in Texas. Keep in mind, Texas has got these counties where on one side of the street you can buy booze, on the other side of the street you can't. It's a weird, weird. Texas I love. I love them for their uniqueness. Texas leads the nation in Thanksgiving fire insurance claims tied towards, let's get a turkey, get drunk, throw it in a vat of grease, watch some football. Oh, my God, the curtains are on fire. Drinking and hot grease don't mix. I learned that lesson a long time ago when I was a wee lad. I know you're saying, you're making that up, aren't you? I am. I am. So Facebook up 10%. Very interesting. We'll talk about that in the second hour. We got all sorts of content. Oh, what a day. What a day, what a day, what a wonderful day. Mortgage index up 12.6%. Retail sales. Yeah, like I told you, not that important because of Hurricane Sandy Duncan. It's been renamed Hurricane Sandy Duncan. We want to put a friendlier face on it. And who doesn't love a good wheat then? You're listening to Rob Black and your money. I know people under 30 are like, wheat? It's Sandy Duncan. She's got a glass eye. She played Peter Pan. That's all you need to know. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Here's a crazy mortgage idea from Cash Call. If you refinanced your mortgage with someone else into it. For details. The views and opinions express financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in, we'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in to Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black. Cisco, their strong numbers equals a strong economic environment for businesses. For now, Cisco tends to call the economy better than economists do. They're very good at it. What else do I need to talk about? Zynga losing their CFO. He's going to go work for Facebook. Could anything else go wrong for Zynga? I don't think so. For those of you who bought the IPO of Zynga, you're financially not very smart. 
if you thought Farmville was going to become the new monopoly of the world, you just didn't play the game. You didn't see that people aren't the smartest. Other stories out there of note today. Donald Trump has become a catalyzing, uh, a polarizing figure, a lot like Glenn Beck has. The whole concept of telling our politicians not to work together in an environment where we have a deficit, in an environment where it's not working, is insane. President Barack Obama is bringing in CEOs to talk fiscal cliff issues. He's basically raised the ante, and he said, you know, I once said I'm gonna, I want $800 billion in new taxes. Now I want $1.6 trillion. What you voted for has suddenly become a lot more left. And that's fine if it is the way that you compromise. I, I don't know if it is or isn't. I'm not a politician. I'm not, you know, uh, a talking head. I'm not – I don't pretend to. I was recently talking to some friends about potentially running, getting in as a mayor. I would really like that. I think you could actually help your city enormously. And I love the city that I live in. And I hope you do too. Otherwise, move to a city that you do love. Don't put yourself through torture. McAfee founder is in hiding. This is one of those stories that you're like, are you kidding? Here's a guy who came up with one of the most bloatiest pieces of software on the planet, an antivirus scanner, and there's better ones out there. Like if you're using McAfee or Norton, you're basically using bloated things that slid on your computer. You should be using something like an Avast email, uh, an Avast security scanner. And yeah, I do believe in protection. I'm not going sexual on you. Don't worry about that. Am I pro-life or did he just say he's... He believes in protection. We're taking him off the air. He's too controversial. No, protect your computer. And no, I'm not saying put a prophylactic on your computer. No, I'm saying put virus software, antivirus software, virus software. Make your computer sick. So if you want to do anything that's really fun, look up American millionaire John McAfee. It's He went from a great success story to did he commit murder or not? Is he on the run or not? Is he innocent or is he a killer? Is he the target of a killer? Israeli has done some strategic airstrikes. They took out the Hamas military leader. Post-election. Notice this is post-election. I notice it. Hamas says the strikes have opened the gates of hell. If I've told you once, Hamas, I've told you a million times not to exaggerate. I want it to be fantastic if I go to this part of the country, put this part of the world, and it literally did open the gates of hell, and like Hitler's down there, and who else would be down there? Well, let's just say Hitler, because he's the easiest person to put at the gates of hell, right? Uh oh, Patricia just chimed in. Who does he want to say? See, I don't see his, where is his text? Oh, bitter. Let's see, I don't see it. I hear a text, but I didn't get the message. Talking about anticlimactic. 
Somehow I'm on the road. Oh, okay. Right, here we go. Okay. Ty Cobb. Now, why are you going to put Ty Cobb? Just because he was a, a prickly figure in the public. Prickly figure to play with. Speaking of prickly, Magic Mike star Channing Tatum. Okay, who knows who Channing Tatum is? Raise your hand. Now turn the dial if you raise your hand. Because anyone who knows who Channing Tatum is, not a fan of me. He was named the sexiest man alive. Once again, I'm runner-up. I'm bitter about this. So the cover of People Magazine, Charming Chiseled Channing Tatum, sexiest man alive. Rob Black comes in second again. We've got the shirtless photos of Rob Black and his wonder dog, Maisie. I know you're saying, what? That doesn't even make sense. In the upper corner, and this is someone, honestly, if a comet could fall and hit one person, Justin Bieber. Are you with me? Justin Bieber and Selena split. OMG exclamation mark. They're totally over. He goes to a Victoria's Secret runway show. He says, this is the only place in the world I want to be. He leaves with a Victoria's Secret model. And Selena Gomez is all by herself. She doesn't want to be. Selena, call me. Let's see, who do I have shout-outs for? Marissa Mayer, call me. Selena Gomez, call me. So if a comic could hit any one person, I'd take out Bieber. I would totally take out Bieber. I know what you're saying. You would too. Who was the guy who's saying, I'm never going to give you up, never going to let you down, never going to go away or desert you? Bieber's that guy. 20 years later. Are you with me? Um, Jack Nicholson being courted to play Robert Downey Jr.'s father in a movie called The Judge. I haven't seen Jack Nicholson in so many years. And I'm glad that I haven't seen Jack Nicholson in so many years. I'm so tired of Hollywood's rehash everything. Hmm. Popular Disney roller coaster, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, being adopted for a television pilot. Disney will market anything. They've never met something that they won't make money off of. To get your calls on there, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Weekly mortgage index up 12.6%. That's positive. October retail sales down three-tenths of a percent due to Hurricane Sandy Duncan. It's officially been renamed. The Hurricane had one eye. Sandy Duncan had one eye. Retail sales, if you exclude autos, were flat. But again, these numbers mean nothing due to Hurricane Sandy Duncan. October PPI down two-tenths of a percent. Core PPI down two-tenths of a percent. September business inventories up, which is not necessarily a good thing, because when you build inventories, you put people to work, and they've already worked, and they've already made money. If inventories sit around, factories don't call them back. Factories don't call them back. They don't spend money. So you want to see sales increase as inventories increase. It's kind of a yin-yang. I know you're saying, that's the most racist thing I've heard today. No, 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 no. Isn't a yin-yang a symbol? Like the black teardrop and the white teardrop fitting together perfectly? I hope so. Otherwise, this was my last radio show ever. 
You're listening to me, Rob Black. Rob Black and your money. Call me 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 on the Rob Black and your money show, Wall Street Business Network. Bloomberg Market Minute. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome in, Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. My head is an animal. It's the debut studio album of the Icelandic indie folk band of Monsters and Men. I do like the phrase of Monsters and Men. I don't know if you ever watch monster movies, but let me tell you what it's all about. Monsters aren't that bad. It's people that are bad. Frankenstein wasn't about the, the horrible monster. Frankenstein was the doctor. He created a monster. Certainly you know this, right? Certainly when you look at society, it's we who are the monsters. We're the crazy group of people that that want to rip things apart that we don't understand. Look, if I was brought back from death, I'd probably be a little slow, too. I don't know. I don't know if you're with me, against me. But the freaks of our society are not the freaks themselves. It's our fascination with the freaks. And typically, like Frankenstein, he was the monster himself was pretty sweet and loving. The doctor was crazy. Like, how dare you go and get someone's brain and someone's body and someone's heart? And how dare you defy God and create life? And if you do create life, you have a responsibility to it. And he freaked out. He couldn't handle that responsibility. And I say to you, if you create life... Understand that you have a responsibility to it. I think if you bring a kid in this world, you owe them a college education. My mother will tell you that she didn't owe me a college education, but I think you owe your kid a college education. I know you're saying you're talking crazy. Maybe I am a little bit. Maybe I am a little bit. I think you owe your kid love and respect and time. Raising a kid takes a lot of time. You should be there for every soccer game, or try to. I know you're saying, back to this business, talk stocks, talk stocks. Fair enough, fair enough, I hear you. Oh, there's some positive comments coming out at Pacific Crest about Dell. And I could not be more bored with that concept if you made me. Are you, are, who buys Dell? That company needs to go private. There's no need for them to be publicly traded anymore. The world is no longer fascinated by what Michael Dell and his company does. At one point in time, he had a great story. Start at one point in time, people would be like, I can't buy a computer unless I see it. I've got to touch the keyboard. So there's computer stores. And he's like, screw that. Let's put a catalog online. You used to go out and buy catalogs to buy computers when the store concept started to fail. And then he's like, you know, crazy idea let's put it online 
Dell was one of the first companies to do a billion dollars in business online. And keep in mind, I fell asleep there for a second. Just did it again. Of Monsters and Men, Indie Group compared to Arcade Fire, Mumford and Sons, Edward Sharp, and Magnetic Zero. Suddenly I feel like I'm that, how shall we say, how shall we say, uh, pretentious music listener. Because when you see someone compare four bands that I listen to, and that I would say, these are good, these are, these are interesting musicians. These are the people of the times that we need to pay attention to. Suddenly I feel like I'm pretentious. Like, Arcade Fire won Album of the Year a couple years ago. And it might have sold maybe 200,000 copies. Like, it, very few people listen to that album. Are you with me? Against me. 800-516-1220. Am I a hipster? No, I am not. Former CIA Director David Petraeus is going to testify Thursday before a closed-door congressional hearing about the September 11 attack on a U.S. consulate in Benghazi, Libya. Okay, so we are fascinated about this Benghazi terrorist attack. We're fascinated by it. The guy was having an extramarital affair. Should he have revealed more sooner or later about this Libyan attack? Keep in mind, we're, we still got troops in Afghanistan. Why aren't we as a nation fascinated about that? Israeli bomb hits Gaza, kills the Hamas leader. That's a play on oil to me. I think it's merely the start of a broader operation in retaliation for a series of rocket attacks on Israel from Gaza. There's some drama there, post-election. Okay. I don't believe in UFOs. Yet. Unless you think of, like, the space shuttle as a UFO, then I kind of do. I don't... I do believe in Bigfoot. I think he's a really hairy guy from the Jersey Shore. That he was on the shore and people mocked him, so he ran in the woods. I don't believe in the Loch Ness Monster. Might be a whale or something, I don't know. On occasion goes in and says hi to people. But I do believe in some conspiracies. And you're saying which ones? I don't know. Business inventories climbed seven tenths of a percent in September, that's nice. AMD's lower. They said, basically, we're not going to start shedding assets. They're down. Wall Street wants them to shed assets because, look, in this world, if Dell's irrelevant, AMD's irrelevant. Apple, relevant. HP, irrelevant. Is there a business in, in HP somewhere? There used to be. Let's go to Jim in San Carlos. Jim, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good. Have you ever seen me roaming the streets of San Carlos, topless? I think I have. Okay. It's quite a sight. If you ever do see me, please do not make eye contact. It weirds uh, me out. I will look at the ground. Thank you. What's on your mind today? Well, I just wanted to see if you thought that Sandisk was a good acquisition target for Apple. A lot of people tend to think that. Ultimately, Sandisk makes a commodity, and that's the problem. 
Um, but yeah, they can control their flash, like they control their CPU, like they control their as much as they can control they want to. So there's certainly that argument. Would I buy them because of that? I would not. I prefer to buy on fundamentals, price to sales, price to earnings, margins. I tend to look at some other areas that are more attractive to me than just say uh, if they get acquired because, you know, the famous saying, right, Jim? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The famous, the famous saying, and thanks for the call, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, oh, what a party you would have. Now, I think they're a player in flash memory. I think they're the player, and I think more and more things go flash. I'm not saying the hard disk is dead, but Apple's making product now that doesn't even have hard disks in it. So to me, I would only buy it if you feel comfortable with the price to earnings, price to revenue, uh, price to sales. Um, P.E., I'd rather you buy Apple than buy SanDisk myself, but that's just me. I own shares of Apple. I need to make that legal claim. I'll talk a little bit more about this after the break. I'm up against a solid wall. You're Straw Black, your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Okay, so this is one of my favorite albums of all time. I know you're saying you're not going to say Peter Gabriel, so it actually is. Back in the days when I was rocking a Sony Walkman. You played so, and you're like, holy mackerel, listen to all the layers in this music. Sonny Walkman was innovative in the sense that it made music very intimate. It no longer was coming from a turntable. I got two turntables and a microphone. Gabriel built his career, which ended with fabulous and wonderfully received. So, in my opinion, it's a 1986 album. He's gone on tour, redoing So. It was ubiquitous as an album instantly. Everyone in Western civilization who had access to the radio basically knew every song on that album. It was a great album. It wasn't a bunch of singles. It was a great album. Shock the Monkey, Salisbury Hill, very crowd-pleasing. But from beginning to end, Red Rain, are you kidding me? Sledgehammer, big time. Bassist Tony Levin, like, okay, you're saying, oh, my God, you're a Peter Gabriel nerd. Yes, I am. If you attended a frat party in the 80s or 90s, that frat party was soundtracked by So. Back in the day before So, Peter Gabriel would wear, uh, like, alien masks. When he was with Genesis, if you ever look up the first couple albums of Genesis, he was the lead singer of of Genesis. He would come out, like, in, in a big glow-in-the-dark cheese head and like a cape that was uh, neon green. He'd wear big boots. He'd look like a big futuristic commercial fisherman. But this album, it rocked everything. Mercy Street, Don't Give Up, 
a song that really, in this day and age, you could play it at a sporting event. You could play it to a romantic love in your life. Don't give up. You could play it for the, the, the tweens. Not the tweens, excuse me. I was on a roll there, and I just fell off. You could play it for the 20-somethings who don't have a job. You know, fans of all ages, like, in your eyes, it's a blubbering, pathetic, romantic song. But at its heart, it's a song about Christ or Jesus. If you look at the lyrics, in your eyes, I see the doorway of a thousand churches. That's not exactly a woman. I know you're saying, but it means that to me. And that's fair. That's fair. If you want to believe the wrong interpretation of a song, I'm here to tell you you're wrong. But that's okay. We can disagree. I think it's, again, seriously. Remember in the days of radio where, what, what five albums would you have on a desert island? This would be one of my five albums on a desert island. So the song goes, love I get so lost sometimes, days pass, and the emptiness fills my heart. I come back to the place you are, whichever way I go. My instincts are, it's, it's a song about, if you ever look at the pictures of Christ, poster, not posters, but paintings of Christ, he's got some heat in his eyes. You feel complete in his eyes. You see a doorway of a thousand churches in his eyes. All the, you get a resolution of every fruitless search you've had in your life when you, when you basically say, he's my Lord and Savior. You want to be complete in his eyes. You want to touch the light, the light. Come on. Are you with me against me? So Gabriel was approached to have that song played as a romantic song in a movie, Say Anything, with John Cusack. He's like, it's not really a romantic song, but you could use it. It was a good choice that he made. Oh, and the final song on that album that's so great is Biko. How can you have an anthemic tribute to a South African anti-apartheid martyr, Stephen Biko? Who makes a pop song about a South African anti-apartheid martyr? He was murdered by government forces in his home country in September of 77. You can blow out a candle, but you can't blow out a fire. What a great tribute to a dead revolutionary. When I die, I want the people of California and the people of Washington, Idaho, bordering states, Nevada, Utah, some people from Mexico, I want them all to come to my home with candles. Like that last scene in whatever movie that was about giving back. Pay forward. Something forward. Pay something forward. With that kid who's now freakishly old and doesn't look quite right. And he saw dead people. And then I want people to bury me in my backyard. So again, I want a, a procession of candle bringers. Then I want to be married in the backyard in an oversized shoebox. Someone needs to make an oversized shoebox for me. And finally, I do want the raccoon to grab my head in the middle of the night and carry me down the street as my final tribute. Is that too much to ask? Facebook shares up 8.5% on a day where 770 million shares are being unlocked. In the world, if I wanted to bet that way, I would have been wrong. Dow's down 77, NASDAQ down 8, SP 500 down 6, oil sits at $86 a barrel, even though Israel has striked Hamas. Interesting, right? Halo 4 earned $220 million in one day. In a world of 
20 years ago, if you said Microsoft is going to get in the world of video games and they're going to succeed, they're going to beat out Sega, they're going to beat out Nintendo, they're going to beat out Sony, people would say, no way. But Halo 4 opened to a $220 million one-day sales globally. Best-selling game of the year. Franchises pulled in over $3 billion. Ubisoft, which I'm not sure I'm saying that correctly, but I like saying the word Ubi. Ubisoft. Most men don't like saying anything with the word soft in it, but Microsoft, software, Ubisoftware. Assassin's Creed 3 was released October 30th. It's earned $200 million in its first week. So Halo 4, $220 million. Halo 4 is expected to hit $300 million total. 10,000 stores in 40 countries. 60 bucks a game. You could get a limited edition version of the game if you're a real nerd. You have no life. You haven't kissed a girl for $99.99. Again, it's weird that home prices always round to the zero. There's value at $99.99 because it's not quite 100 Who would pay triple digits for a video game? Looking at the regular edition of the game, it's going to sell about 3.7 million copies. Halo 1. I don't have the number four. Halo 2 sold 2.4 million copies. Halo 3, 3.3 million copies. This is going to sell 3.7 million copies. Now, keep in mind, Halo 3 sold 3.3 million copies in 12 days. This is going to sell 3.7 million copies in the first week. Mm, The original game maker, Bungie said 235,182 years have been spent playing the video game. Awesome. So people 18 to 25 don't have jobs. Highest unemployment rate in the United States. Women 18 to 30 are putting off having children because said men don't have jobs. And you can't have a baby unless you have a job in a woman's mind. Mm, But they're playing video games. Welcome to my America. Donald Trump's all mad at Cher. Cher's asking Macy's to boycott him. And Cher said, I'll never go to Macy's again. I kind of agree with that. I find Donald Trump to be a loudmouth racist. You know, I kind of agree with that. And I don't think, I think we should boycott Macy's. Now, again, I don't think that's fair. So on one hand, I'm confused by myself. I don't like boycotts because it hurts the people who work there. I don't like boycotts because Macy's is not 100% Trump. But people are allowed to have their opinions. You know, Trump's got bad hair. Cher's got a lot of plastic in her body. Cher had a rib removed. How vain is that? She had a rib removed so she could be skinnier. That's crazy. So Facebook hired today. It's nice to see. Papa John's customers say they got harassed in the middle of the night. You call Papa John's, you give them your phone number, and then he starts texting you. Papa John, you're not my father. You're not my father from a different grandmother. We're, We're not related. I don't like you. He's texting people. He gets your number, then 15 to 16 texts come from, and he's saying, hey, not from me, but the company I hired. 
So, yeah, you get it. But people are suing. Listen to this. They get 15 to 16 texts in the middle of the night. They're suing for somewhere between $500 and $1,500 a text. That's kind of, I, I kind of think that's fair. I know you're saying you're crazy. I kind of think it's fair, and I'll tell you why. I think this whole people marketing our phone numbers is crazy. It's, it's, it's insane. On Saturday mornings, if you call me at 8 o'clock, you're going to get a four-letter word. If you call me on the day that I'm sleeping in, I'm going to curse you. Burger King Japan's going after an all-you-can-eat buffet. Is there any better story than that? An all-you-can-eat buffet. What does that tell you? A, the world's getting fatter. B, companies are coming up with any promotion they can do to try to get you involved. Big chains like Burger King, KFC, McDonald's, they're competing more and more with powerful and popular local chains. They're desperate. They want to get healthier? No. They want to do all you can eat? Yep. No. They want to get healthier. Watch the innovation in the burger world. It's pretty fascinating. You're listening to Black and Money on the Wall Street Business Network. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. This bear. One turning point looking back. S&P 500 index. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Okay, as always, I'm going to try to put a perfect bow on the show, if that's even possible. Stocks we're seeing advancing today as Cisco had a really good quarter. Profit beat expectations. Cisco, the biggest maker of computer network and equipment, they're basically denying that their competition's coming up on them. They're saying, we're still leaders and we're still important. Abercrombie and Fitch, the teen retailer with more than 1,000 stores, up 33%. They boost their full-year profit forecast. Do you see why you don't want to say, oh, the world's coming to an end. I'm selling everything. Abercrombie and Fitch is up 33% in one day. We know about the fiscal cliff. We know about Europe. We know about China slowing down. You can't bet against that because we know about it. If you want out, get out. Again, if I'm the only person with money in the end of the world, that's fine with me. I'll have all the chicks and all the money. I know you're saying, did you just use the word chicks in a sentence? I did. Thanks for your show, Rob. I got an email, rob at robblack.com. I look forward to listening to it every day. So I, I wonder what's wrong with this person. He goes on to say, what type of diversification would you recommend for a married 26-year-old with $25,000 saved for retirement in various accounts? Should I use ETF index funds? Yes. 26 years old with 25000 saved for retirement. Congratulations. You are way ahead of everyone at your age. What are your thoughts on target date funds? I think they're fine. I prefer you max out your 401k, come up with two to six months emergency cash, live frugally if you can, don't buy new cars, only buy insurance to insure things that you can't afford to lose, only buy term life insurance on your income for as long as you're going to have said income. For as long as your family is going to need your said income, whole life, variable life insurance, horrible products for most Americans. Call, called in earlier about SanDisk. And I like the company, but I like Apple more. Like in the world of tech, you can only own so many companies. Qualcomm, SanDisk, Sawtech, Nuance, Broadcom, Sears Logic, Triquint, Sony, STM Micro, or all plays on Apple. Apple's a play on Apple. 
Are you with me against me? Samsung has come out today, and they are denying a 20% processor hike for Apple. Do it. Do it, Samsung, and see what Apple does to you. Apple may not be getting squeezed by Samsung pricing chains, as previously reported. But that, again, brings in the importance of they have to design their own chips at some point in time, so maybe they do buy a company like SanDisk. I think SanDisk is more of a commodity as there's other players that make it. But again, it does show you that Apple's going to have to be relying on Apple, which is going to hurt their margins in the future, but it's going to protect them. Facebook up 8% today. 770 million employees are selling shares, and the stock's up. Okay, bureaucrats are paid 250000 for college costs. This was a headline that hit me, because I think college costs are too expensive in America. If there's one thing I would do as president, I would make college more affordable in any way, shape, form, or how. Like the AmeriCorps program that was under President Clinton, I think, was pretty good. You know, I, I don't want kids to get liberal arts degrees, that's for sure. I want them to have a career. Liberal arts are important, absolutely. But you don't make a lot of money in a liberal arts degree. And it, it, money is important to me because I want to live with dignity from 60 to 100. That's the only reason money is important to me. I want to be the greatest grandfather on the planet. Administrative costs on college campuses are soaring, crowding out instruction at a time of skyrocketing tuition. They're public universities. They're here to deliver high-quality education at a low cost as possible. Why do we have administrators surging in bureaucracy? U.S. universities employ 230,000 ministers, up 60% from 1993, 10 times the rate of growth of tenured faculty. Administrators are growing 10 times faster than faculty. Job security is very, 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 very high. Administrative bloat is contributing to the overall cost of high education. We need to stop this. Elizabeth Warren makes a quarter of a million dollars for teaching one class, one class at a college. Now, I know it's important to have her there because she raises money. I know that she probably offsets her to it, her, her cost. But parents could spend $60,000 a year to send their kids to Harvard. We have bloat. Undergraduates from Indiana pay 23000 to go to West Lafayette uh, College, Purdue. Out-of-state pays 42000 Do you not see the bloat that we're seeing in colleges? And it's tied towards administration, towards bureaucracy. It's got to piss you off. It has to. Please tell me it does. Chocolate bars are shrinking in large part because commodity prices are going higher, and they know that Americans will pay X amount of dollars for a, a, a relief, a mental relief, a candy bar, a Cadbury dark chocolate, dairy milk, chocolate, cocoa, cocoa. But we'll only pay so much. Halo 4 earns $220 million in one day. Again, there's parts of this economy that are doing fine. New York Times critic demolishes Guy Fieri's new restaurant. I hate celebrity chefs. If I were a serial killer, first and foremost, I'm going after Captain Crunch. But then after that, I'm going after ser- uh, uh, celebrity chefs. I know. Some sort of serial killer I'll be, right? Like, I just admitted that I'm go- who I'm going after. It's not going to take long for the police to get after me. But the British guy, Hell's Kitchen, oh, I'm going after him. Guy Fieri, I'm going after him too. The Anthony Bourdain, 
He's on my list. I'm tired of celebrity chefs. Especially when they have TV shows. Rachel Ray, I don't like you. Go away. Big recall at Toyota. Could cost Toyota $500 million. More importantly, it can cost them future people. Um, 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 um. Yeah, so Toyota is getting a lot of press tied towards recalls right now. Their Prius hybrid cars have a problem with their water pump. 2.77 million vehicles worldwide being recalled. Doesn't cause an accident, but they had that that problem with the accelerator. And like, I hate going to the shop. I hate going to mechanics. Although I do like mechanics, they're nice people. But I hate going. Like, I will buy the most dependable, reliable car. I'll buy a Chrysler K car. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.